Hi, Maggie. Hello, Freya. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome and you're welcome. <laughs> mm. What a wonderful space to meet you in. It What's feels like new? a lot of time has gone by since we last talked. I was going to say that too. Um, yeah. Hmm. Relatively speaking. So maybe that means you've traveled a yes. lot since we spoke. Probably. Yeah. So what's new? What are you noticing? What's changing? Well, we definitely feel like we're in a different um, climate, mm -hmm. different time of the year. And I can feel my physical and mental body adjusting to that. Mm. Um, you mean over the, the weekend change. I had, yep. yeah. Okay. Over the weekend I had my first, um, sleep that my eyes first opened and it was 8 42 a.m mm -hmm. and i don't think i remember the last time my eyes didn't wake up like right at seven or around seven. Oh, and it felt so nice mm. you allowed yourself that good yeah um yeah things I guess I let myself relax into the sleep and I've been having the usual crazy dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and I just find it interesting, the types of things that are happening in my dreams, like being in airports and lots of waiting. And um, I recently got some news about my mom that, so I've been dreaming about her as well. Mm. Um, our my friend circle did a really great little prayer session he like he, calling in healing for all of our parents and friends and loved ones mm -hmm. and it felt really good to do that in this kind of ceremony nice yeah and when i had heard the news i did did go through my grieving cycle like I feel the grief and a lot of stuff around my birth mom came up and I think I'm really um I think I allowed for you know those feelings to be there and to to let myself feel that sadness mm -hmm. without without judging it I think I'm in moments I can I'm doing that better than I used to. Okay. Good. Yeah. Is there anything more you want to say about that? Um, well, there may not be. Yeah, there's just this, um, I'd love to be able to navigate better my worry for my family like okay. i i don't for you know i'm not saying that something bad is going to happen i i feel like things are going to be good with my mom but inevitably you know things can and will happen at some point and i just have this worry of how everyone's going to be and if they're going to be okay 
Um, and I had this insight, which I shared with, with Rick, which was since when my mom <clears throat> passed away when I was 10, and we had a lot of, you know, uh, other people from the family kind of step in at different times to, to help care for us. And then this, um, my dad remarried and this mom came into our lives. I, I did go into a new phase of my life, which was taking care of myself. And I was quite, I think I isolated myself and also felt isolated. And a lot of the attention was on my two little sisters, which made sense because they were super young. Mm -hmm. um and I just fended for myself and I kind of felt aloof and different and um everyone was just buzzing and doing things and I I just think I felt things on a deeper level and so I I realized that through that my relationship with my dad got a lot further uh, way because he kind of emotionally and physically wasn't present and then this mom when she came in a lot of her attention was on my sisters which I did feel <clears throat> quite a bit of jealousy as a kid and then I just distanced myself and I find myself to be that way now mm. where I moved away from England where all my family is Part of it was to be able to, you know, live in a way that I wanted to live and create a life for myself. Mm-hmm. But in that, I realized I don't, I mean, I, I love my parents and my family mm-hmm. a lot, but I've created this separation and distance, I think, I, to protect myself. And I don't have an emotional or a very close relationship with either of my parents where I, I share things with them or, you know, like some, some people have a really great relationship with their mom around cooking and food or recipes or, you know, sharing something. I, I don't have that. I have that kind of a relationship with my sisters. Mm-hmm. So when I, when we got the news about this mom I felt the sadness that I felt was for my sisters and for my dad it wasn't didn't feel like it was for me and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's neither don't judge it just notice it don't judge it okay yeah so you were feeling on behalf of dad and your sisters. What were you feeling? What were you thinking about? Uh, terrified of, um, I could feel their feelings mm-hmm. almost. Uh, like my dad not having really processed his grief about my mom and then now going through a similar thing and he's a very internal person. He refuses or doesn't or resists talking about feelings or sharing or being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He kind of, you know, stoicism and 
which holds the weight of the world. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just really feel for him that uh, I don't want him to go through any more pain. I feel like he's been through enough pain, and I want to protect him from pain. And even my mm. sisters, like uh, I don't want them to go through an, another loss. And you know, my mom's very involved in their lives and I've got two little nieces and they're very yeah I just felt like I can't I can't protect them from this but I I need to do something and it was very interesting that it wasn't me feeling lost because I feel like I've uh, this sounds awful to say Mm -mm. but I don't feel like I I have parents since my mom died they don't feel like my parents although I don't know what parents are supposed to feel like I really don't Mm -hmm. whatever small memories I have of my parents before my mom died that could be it Mm -hmm. but beyond that I don't feel like I really had caregivers that nurtured what I needed or what I've seen other people have. It's not uncommon for the eldest child, the elder child, to take on this caregiving role. You're you're busy thinking about other people, um, younger sisters and a dad. And, you know, it's not uncommon for elder children to be so adaptable and kind of autonomous. Right. And because there's really, you know, there were probably certain expectations on you as the oldest to do certain things for Mm -hmm. your sisters. So that is what it is. Okay. This is the story that you've lived. This is the life that, you know, that you've experienced. So you don't judge any of it. You're just kind of watching it, observing it from a distance. And that's all good, Freya. Mm -hmm. But let's address this from even a greater perspective for a moment, okay? Mm -hmm. Because... Because the feminine has been wounded in humanity, we've lost touch with fundamental truths that would ground us in being better humans. And one of those truths is that (laughs) we live, we die. It's a fact. But death isn't what we've been entrained to believe that it is. In the culture that we've all been groomed in, even, I can't say everybody, but I'm speaking from my experience as a Western woman, probably yours too, it's this idea that death is the end of something. Now, yes, Mm -hmm. certainly our physical bodies so far, um, they decompose, they degenerate. There's, and that's, you know, 
these are vehicles through which we experience this thing called our human incarnation. But we're infinite beings. And death is a transition into more life. It's actually life and more life. It's like, um, it's a transition of our energies because nothing is ever lost. So from my perspective, death is, releasing the fear of death is the greatest initiation for a human being. Because once you lose the fear of death, you're more fully present to life. And I don't think you think of it this way, but I feel it in you, Freya, because you experienced the death of your mother as a young child, you've been initiated into um, an experience that not many have. I suppose many have, but some don't. And that's to be a 10-year-old and go through this experience of losing your mother. That, that shifted you, that changed you. And that may have been your initiation with death. And that may experience, or that may explain why you don't go into what you think would be a normal response around hearing that your stepmother has a diagnosis and has a health challenge, which is, by the way, something that her soul is choosing to learn through. If you mm -hmm. want to see this in a transpersonal way, then this is how we talk about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some part of you has had this initiation around what death is. And it's not what we have been socially led to believe that it is. So if you can get into this greater narrative around what's going on here, you will realize that worrying about your family is not your job. That's not your gift to them. That's not how you bring the presence of love to bear on this chapter of your family's experience. You can give them more than that. You can be anchored in the truth. My stepmother is choosing to learn through whatever this diagnosis is, whatever this health challenge is, because we never call into our lives anything that our soul isn't agreeing to learn through. It's an opportunity to learn. And if you inject the fear of death, which I don't really feel you have in you, but there might be this kind of knee-jerk response to worry about dad or worry about your sisters. You want to see them as also in opportunity because if they're carrying any residual emotional pain that hasn't been resolved in them, then they may need to face it now. And that's opportunity. Because 
even for them, they're, they're not calling in an experience that isn't of value for them. Earth school is for souls to learn through. So when you come into this greater narrative that I'm offering you, do you see any of this differently? Can you feel into you know, what it is that you might have to bring to your family during this time? <clears throat> yes. I also think that, oh, I also wonder why I gravitate towards the pain of it, though. Well, say, say more about that. Their pain? Yeah. Why am I willingly visualizing and experiencing like physical pain in my body about mm. like thinking about them in pain? Why do I go to, to that place? Like I can. Well, ask your deeper self right now, why, why am I going to that place? Why am I carrying? Is, is this mine to carry? Is this pain mine to carry? What comes up? I know it's not mine. You know it's not. Now, the you that just spoke, you can feel into her. Mm -hmm. Now we ask her, why, why is the other part of you thinking that you need to carry this pain? Where did she learn that? Oh, it comes from a place of um, an old belief that I, that I deserve awful things to happen to me. And I remember feeling that way when my mom died uh, was why was I being punished or was am I just not deserving of yeah. safety or love yeah now we can certainly understand how a 10 year old child might go to those places if there isn't an adult saying to her you're not being punished this isn't life punishing you. This isn't life saying to you that you don't deserve safety and care. So th this is a really wonderful opportunity for you to see this about your 10 year old self. We can understand mm -hmm. how she might have internalized this. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can reckon with this through the feeling of it and release it for what it is. It's not the truth. You weren't punished. What's coming up for you right now, Freya? Um, it's new to have the belief that, you know, these 
that we all are learning through different situations of in life mm-hmm. and that that was my mom's to live through mm-hmm. and yours as well and mine yeah because at the level of soul you would have agreed to this experience before you incarnated because your soul wanted to learn through this dynamic whatever this is for you this is your opportunity to overcome it maybe it was a miscommunication <laughs> maybe it was so? maybe i had my head down and someone thought that i put my hand up but mm-hmm. i didn't <laughs> mm. I know I've often said, did I really put my hand up for this? It's like, next time I go to volunteer, could somebody please not let me? (laughs) But of course, it's not the truth. Okay. So your family, your sisters, your father, your mother, even though they're at a distance, you are feeling them of course you are but if we tell the you that would take any of this pain on as hers that you're you're not you're you're not to carry other people's pain what comes up for you what do i do instead Okay, good. What is yours to do? Yeah. See the truth. Be the truth. Now, what does that entail? Well, we've planted the seeds of of this larger narrative for you this evening. That nothing's gone wrong. This is the next episode in your family's story there's always opportunity to learn and even though quote unquote bad things are happening right things that are uncomfortable who wants to deal with disease or illness or right things that aren't necessarily comfortable in the human experience But even in the midst of whatever that might be, I promise you, there is good that is wanting to happen. There is opportunity for growth in every encounter. So when you ask what is yours to do, look for the opportunity. Instead of looking at father and going, oh dear, He's got some unresolved stuff, and now I'm going to worry for him. Don't do that. See the opportunity. It's like, isn't this interesting that he's going to meet these aspects of himself? He now has an opportunity to grow himself through these aspects of himself in great love. And I'm going to be the daughter holding this space for him not unlike the fact that we're holding this sacred space for you 
see him in his wisdom, see him in his capacity to heal. That's how you love someone back to themselves. You, you open a door, you become a portal through which they may encounter greater truths about their life. You have the power to do that. That's a great gift. But it demands that you have no fear, Freya. No fear. There's nothing to fear here. We are infinite beings living out these storylines in earth school so that our souls may evolve. We're here to play. We're here to learn. We're here to lift ourselves back into the light of love to remember who we are. And every encounter is an opportunity for that. So even in the midst of what doesn't feel good, look for the opportunity. Where's the good that's wanting to happen here? And you'll see it. You'll call it out. It'll show itself to you. Hmm. Is this resonating with you? What are you feeling? Yeah. yeah? Yes, it's resonating. I'm feeling like I can discover what that, you know, what what wants to come up. Beautiful. In that space. Great word, discover. It's an opportunity to discover. So that also means you don't um, you don't get ahead of what this is. In other words, you don't move to outcome. You don't try to think that you know how this is going to unfold. You just stay in the present moment with the door open. And you situate yourself in this place of everything's possible. Things are healing. People are growing. Love is everywhere. And I'm going to be a vessel for it. As it. I want to walk through it, be it. See, there's no fear in that, is there? Can you feel any fear in this? No. No. Feels very See, grounded. Yes. Be very grounded. See, I think you have more resilience in you than you realize because of your earlier experience uh, with your birth mother. There is a cord of resilience in you. And sometimes it might feel like you're cut off from this family, but I'd like to suggest that you, you're very much connected to this family, but you're living in a different frequency in relationship to them. Hmm. Does that help you? That's a thought. Mm -hmm. What do you see from that thought? It resonates because I, if I'm honest, I don't feel not disconnected from them. I feel part of them. Exactly. Yeah. But your experience with your birth mother, this thing that we call death, when she made her transition when you were 10 years old, 
that changed you. It changed who you could become. And those deep experiences for a human, like there are some experiences where you, you just can't go back from them. You can't. Yeah. Because it opens a part of you and you may be with other people who haven't been opened in that way yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So I want you to contemplate that on a deeper level from this moment forward, that your experience with your birth mother actually expanded the potential for your life rather than contracted it. It actually gifted you. There are great gifts that come through the experience of this thing we call death. Mm. It changes how we think of ourselves in life. It changes what we know. It changes what we value. And it might set us apart from people we call family or friends, but it's only because our, our perceptual, our perceptual, perceptual lens has been cleared of something. We see something differently through having encountered it. So things that might have meant something prior to the experience no longer have value. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you experienced that, didn't you? I felt that in you just now. Yeah, I did. Suddenly things that you thought, even as a 10-year-old girl, things that you had been conditioned to believe were important suddenly weren't. Mm -hmm. So what if that was all part of the curriculum that your soul chose? Nothing went wrong. You came for this so that you could become fully you, the woman that you are destined to become. Yeah, in many ways, there's so much that part feels like a gift mm -hmm. of awareness and um, the way that I see things now or since then. So what if that's what you have to share with your family now? You see how you're on the other side of it now? I can still feel a lot of fear. Okay. What does the fear tell you? It's so funny um, that I won't be able to survive another one, another yeah. thing like that. Yeah. Yet, yet we can often you know, think the opposite, which is, oh, I, I've done that before, so I can do it again. Mm -hmm. um, like if I, you know, bake something and I can and say, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that was hard, but I could, it's just, 
there's this fear that I'm not going to get through it, that yes. I barely made it through the first one. Yeah. So acknowledge that. But acknowledge that it's not the truth. Yes. It's fear. And fear lies to us. Okay. And the truth is, you're still standing. You've been gifted with the experiences that you've had in your lifetime. They've made you the woman that you are now. You have qualities and in your being due to the experiences that you've had, which stand you in good stead now. And the next thing I want to say is going to feel like a, maybe a bit harsh, but let's just nail this one that is lying and say it's not about you. Not about you. Does that, yeah, what, do you feel that when I say that? Mm -hmm. Like, who is the you that's worried about, oh, my God, I can't go through this again? It's like, call her out. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. So you're not here to worry about your family. You're here to stand in your resilience, in your wisdom, in your truth, your true knowing, and you're here to hold that loving space for these people that you call family. It's like moments like these cause us to get more real. Mm -hmm. When I was widowed very young that that's what struck me for the rest of my life was how unreal people are all the time mm -hmm. like suddenly when you you know like i i was cracked open and i just i could never not appreciate this moment that I stand in because I knew and I've never really lost that ability to think wow everything could change in a heartbeat yeah so I've always made sure that I've said what I needed to say to whoever I need to say it to because I might not be here tomorrow physically I might need to say it in a different way like living on the edge of our lives like like I like that because that's where I feel most alive but people wear masks all the time they pretend that they live forever they don't know what they value they you know our bank accounts and our houses and our cars and our materials like that becomes the focus when you're wearing a mask when you've forgotten that, oh yeah, we're souls in earth school here to learn. It's like, I, I want to shake people and say, get real, just get real. And suddenly if someone has a diagnosis and a health challenge, whoo, things got real. It's like, oh my God, 
things got real. Mm -hmm. Well, can we live in real? Now, the truth is, the power in your stepmother to heal whatever this is, is far greater than whatever the challenge is. And that's what she's here maybe to learn. I don't know. But we can heal ourselves. That's also the truth. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So getting real means changing the conversation that we're having with our family. It's like, wow, are there things I need to say? Are there things I need to do? But you don't have time to worry. Freya, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) Is this helpful? What's coming up for you? Yeah, it's very helpful. Uh, mm -hmm. At any given moment, you have access to your wise woman self. Anchor in her and she will guide you. If there's something for you to say, if there's something for you to do, you will know it. But if you are in worry, are you in alignment with your wise woman? No. No. So your focus needs to be alignment with her. In any given moment, no matter what is presenting itself to you in your life experience, align. Align with her. And listen. And you'll be guided. And as you act on your guidance, you'll get more guidance. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the call, you talked about you and your sister friends here being in ceremony Mm -hmm. that's a practice of alignment isn't it yeah it's you ritualizing alignment into greater life calling forth healing being in love yes to more of that yes Mm -hmm. yes 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 But there's no time to worry. Worry is the wrong use of your power. Okay. And if Mm -hmm. the 10-year-old in you needs comfort and care and reassurance, then give it. But also ask her for her wisdom because she's wise. That 10-year-old is resilient and wise. Let her speak to you. Thank you. I will. You're welcome. You are all in my prayers. Hmm. How do you feel? Uh, I feel more grounded and more um, resilient. Yeah, good. You hold that for your whole web of family and friends, the whole web of your life. 
Mm -hmm. Good. Good work, Freya. Mm -hmm. Does it feel like we got to where we needed to tonight? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Maggie. Mm. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Till next we speak, Freya. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Peace out. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye.